Good evening. I know it's a little dreary outside, but we're going to make it fun and happy in here. So again, good evening. How are you? Welcome to the Enoch Pratt Free Library. Actually, move on up. Come on, let's get a little, little closer, a little intimate here. I am Vivian Fisher, and I manage the African American Department here at the Central Library, and it is my pleasure to introduce our guest writer this evening, A.L. Herbert, which I just found out that the A stands for Allison and the L stands for Lewis, which was his grandfather's name. So A.L. Herbert, and he's here this evening to talk about his latest work, Murder with Fried Chicken and Waffles. He is a native of Prince George's County and Charles County. He grew up in Charles County. And while we were waiting for him to arrive, a lot of, the, a lot of our um, audience here was discussing how wonderful and how delightful and interesting this book is and funny. So I can't wait for you to read some excerpts from, from this book. So without further ado, it is my pleasure to have A.L. Herbert here at the Enoch Pratt Free Library. Let's give him a warm hand. Well, thank you guys so much for having me, and I'm horrible at this kind of stuff, so, um, and I'm really, really sorry for being late, and I'm glad it rains. I hope that kept some of you guys from leaving, because you didn't feel like going out in the rain. But um, I'm not exactly what folks tend to expect when they uh, meet the author of the book. Often they're <laughs> expecting a full-figure black woman to show up. Um, and just a little history about how I came um, to, to writing the book. Um, under my Allison Lewis Herbert, A.L. Herbert is my grandfather's name, and I, I chose his name for this book because um, I used to write in a ge- different genre under my own name, Patrick Sanchez. Um, and it was essentially chiclet, sort of Bridget Jones, Devil Wears Prada kind of books. And I wrote four of those, and some of them did really well and some not so well. Um, and the whole chiclet thing was sort of a fad. And as that passed, I was trying to break into something new. And so I started thinking about mysteries. And when I started prowling around the mysteries area, um, and this, this genre, we call them cozies. They're quote, lighter mysteries without much blood or gore, and people tend to hate whoever was murdered anyway and that sort of thing. Um, and I just noticed there was nothing with African-American characters um, in any of these books. I'm like, well, someone should really write that. That would be, you know, <laughs> something that should be written. So I thought, hey, I'll give it a shot. Um, but since I am so not good at this sort of thing, I actually... Um, asked uh, someone who was actually good at this sort of thing to do some reading for us. Um, her name is Andrea. And I'm just going to set up a little bit of the first reading that she's going to do. Um, it's with Halia Watkins, who owns Sweet Tea, a soul food restaurant in Prince George's County. And she's coming back with her um, cousin, Wavon. They had left a business partner in the restaurant late at night with some of his clients and um, had run some errands and were just coming back to make sure that he closed up. And just a little history on them. Haley is the, the owner of the restaurant. She's very bright, very hardworking, kind of a no-nonsense sort of person. And then her cousin, Wavon, who ended up living with her under um, kind of a long story. But she's, she's not real bright and not real hardworking um, <laughs> and kind of a loud mouth. So that just gives you a little history. And I will welcome Andrea and let her do her thing. Good evening.
Honestly, Wavon, you'd, you'd lose your weave if it wasn't attached. How'd you manage to leave your purse behind? I asked after we settled into the van and fastened our seatbelts. First of all, this is a wig, not a weave. Thank you very much. And I don't know how I forgot my purse. I think I left it in my locker. It was late and I was ready to go home. You and me both. You and me both. Marcus really had, had us scrambling today trying to get all those casseroles ready for, for dinner rush. You should have just told him no, Halia. Marcus is not the easiest man in the world to say no to, Wavon. You know that. Yeah, he just keep laying on the sugar till he said yes anyway. Yeah, he's a, sweet, he's a real sweet talk. Excuse me. He's a regular sweet-talking shyster. At least I know who I'm dealing with. I'm afraid of his guest tonight. I'm afraid his guest tonight might think he's actually genuine. God knows what sort of business he's gotten them mixed up in. What do you think he's up to? Your guess is as good as mine. But from the day I met Marcus, that man was, has been scheming. Where'd you meet him again? He came into the restaurant I worked at more than 10 years, 10 years ago. And if you think he's handsome now, you should have seen him then. He wasn't as polished. His suits weren't as expensive, and his ties weren't necessarily silk. But he was hot with youth and a real head-turner. He was barely over 30. 30 ain't hot with no youth, Halia. It's all relative, Yvonne, I say. He's entertaining some clients. I don't remember what sort of business he was, back, he was in back then. They might have been... It, that might have been when he, was starting, he started selling life insurance or mutual funds. I could tell he was putting on airs from the moment he sat down at one of my tables. He studied the wine like he had a clue about wine and ordered expensive bottle to share. Then he treated his guests to the works, appetizers, entrees, desserts, and cappuccino. Only problem was, when the bill came, Marcus's credit card was declined. Reject, Wavon yells like she always does when she has a credit card swipe as the client at the approval machine at the restaurant. I didn't want to embarrass him, so rather than tell him that his car was declined in front of his guest, I slipped a note into his leather bill folder and I handed that to him instead and said for him to meet me at the bar. You should have seen him approaching me like a dog with his tail uh, between his legs. So what happened? We tried another card. It was declined as well. We finally maxed out each card from some of the total bill. He was still $30 short, and that was before my tip. He stiffed you? Not only that, I loaned him $30. You did what? I felt sorry for him. He was so desperate to impress. He promised me that he was about to close the deal, and he paid me back as soon as he could. And you know what? What? That little scandal never did pay me back. And he, still never, and he still had the nerve to keep bringing his clients back to the restaurant and always ask me to be his server. You're shitting me. I kid you not. He left me decent tips from then on, but he never did pay back the money I loaned him or give me uh, a tip to, the tip that he skipped out on. You let him off the hook? I did, until a few years ago when I needed some investors to get Sweet Tea up and running. After he'd reviewed my business plan and listened to my pitch about the restaurant, he seemed to be on the fence about whether or not he wanted to invest. That's when I reached back several years and reminded him the time that I bailed him out, and then he'd never pay me back. I honestly think that's what sealed the deal and brought him on board as an investor, I said to Yvonne. 
as we pull out of the parking space in front of Sweet Tea. Girl, I'd have put his balls in the vice grip if he tried to stiff my ass. We talked towards the restaurant. We walked towards the restaurant. When we reached the entrance, the entrance, I put the key in the door. That's funny, I add, when I noticed that my key won't turn properly. The door is unlocked. Marcus had better still be here if he left without locking up. I'll beat his ass. Marcus, I call out, wondering why he'd have all the lights off in the dining room if he was still here. Anyone here? Yells Wavon from behind me as with both yells Wavon from behind me with both stride back towards the dining room. It's stuck, she says when she reached in the kitchen door. She tries to push it open. I watch her push the door and push again. And again it pushed while while each time it hits against something on the other side. I finally say, You do know that that door opens both ways. I reach in front of her and pull the door towards us. What the? All that comes out of my mouth when I get the sight of what's blocking the door. It was Marcus, lying face down on the shiny ceramic tile. It's Marcus. Is he okay? Is he okay? I say back to Wavon. My heart starts to race. Does he look okay to you? Call 911. Wavon puts out her phone, pulls out her phone, and I crouch down and take Marcus's hand. I'm about to call his name to see if he answers, to see if he's conscious. But, can I, but I can tell from the feel of his hand that he's not conscious, and I can tell from the feel of his hand that he's not alive. Oh, my God, I drop his hand as quickly as I stand. He's dead. Dead? Yes, Wavon, dead. D-E-A-D. Oh, hell no. I ain't staying here with no dead body. I'm, I, I'll call 911 from outside. You're not leaving me here alone. I grab her hand, take a quick look around. I don't like this, Halia. I'm no good with dead people. She starts dialing her phone. I see her press nine, the 9 key. And then she's about to press the 1 when I see it. Wait! Don't call anyone. I've just caught sight of, what my, cast, of my cast iron fry, frying pans. It's lying next to Marcus, whom I now see has a big welt on the back of his head. At first, I thought he had fallen over a drunk or something like that, but now I'm pretty certain that's not the case. Huh? Don't call anyone. I repeat my breath quickening. This wasn't an accident. Point, pointing to the frying pan. Someone hit him over the head with it. Who? How the hell should I know? We got to call the police, Halia. Just hush for a minute. Let me think. I start pacing back and forth with my, with my hands in my pocket. Think about what? What's there to think about? You find a dead body, you call the police. Now when that dead body is in your restaurant, you don't. Who's going to want to eat here once the word gets out that someone was murdered in my kitchen? Not me. That's for damn sure. I cut Wavon off. Would you just hush for a minute? I told you, I need to think. I keep pacing the floor, looking at Marcus, then looking away, then looking at Marcus again. I can't believe the man who was so alive and well and full of charisma such a short time ago is now lying lifeless on the floor at my feet. I was never a fan of Marcus, and sometimes he annoyed the crap out of me, but I would never wish this on him. I can't get a grasp of what all this means. Too many thoughts are rushing through my head. I think of Marcus and the effect his death will have on the people close to him, people like Jacqueline and Regine. But honestly, thoughts of my livelihood are coming to mind as well. 
I've put years of blood, sweat, and tears into this restaurant, and I'm not about to let, the, let it go under. I've poured everything I have in a sweet tea. Even with a bank loan and help from investors like Marcus, Mom and I still had to take out a, loan, a second mortgage on the house that in Tap Daddy's life insurance money just to get this place off the ground. Not to mention, I employ an entire staff who depends on me for wages. There's just too much at stake for me to let the word get out that a prominent businessman was killed in my restaurant. I try to calm myself while Vivon looks on from the other side of the room. I, st- I stare down at the lifeless body and take a deep breath. And another. You've got to help me get him out of here, I finally say. Get him out of here? Lord Jesus. You done lost your mind, Halia. Where are you going to take him? I don't know. I'm still walking back and forth across the kitchen more quickly now. We'll drag him back out the alley behind the bookstore or the coffee shop. Anywhere but here. We? I ain't touching no dead body, Halia. For Christ's sake, shucking all that corn this afternoon did enough damage damage to my manicure. Wavon, I say, setting myself and looking her directly. If if my restaurant goes out of business because no one wants to eat at a murder scene, who do you think is going to pay you what I pay you to sit around and run your mouth and paint your lips all day? She looks, at the, she looks at me for a second or two, then at Marcus, then back at me. I'll get the feet, she says. You get the head. <laughs> this is just in one more brief chapter where um, Helia started investigating suspects, and one of the suspects is a um, personal trainer and exercise coach, so... She and Wavon, who are both notoriously out of shape, um, decide to go to one of her, her exercise classes and um, just as an excuse to, to have some time to chat with her and see if they can get any information. So, What's a Zumba class? I ask Wavon as I pack away at the computer in my office. Zumba, that's some Latin dance, ex- dance and exercise business uppity heifers do at the gym. I've seen them on TV shaking their behinds, the Mark Anthony and Paulina Rubio. Why? I found Jacqueline's fitness website. It says she's teaching one of, the, one of these Zumba classes in a couple of hours over at the LA Fitness a few miles up the road. Don't tell me you're thinking of going. I don't know. Seems like a good enough excuse to reach out to her and to find out why she was, what she was doing in the parking lot so late the night Marcus was killed. You? In Zuma class? This I gots to see. After I wrap up a few things at the restaurant, Wavon and I swing by the house to change clothes. Yes, I own yoga pants. I have never, nor do I intend to ever do yoga, but damn if they aren't comfortable as all get out. I put them in. I put them on with a big T-shirt and tennis shoes, and call for Wavon to get a move on. A few seconds later, she emerges from her room, looking like she just stepped out of some Wayne's Brothers spoof of Flash Dance. She squeezed herself into a purple spandex leotard, chinch with the waist at. The, I'm sorry, chinch with the waist uh this, with a shiny black belt. She, she's wearing sheer pantyhose. And some loud neon sneakers that, I sure, that I'm sure cost way more than she has business spending on shoes. 
She's taking off her wig and pulled her real hair back and clipped on a pony, a fake ponytail. Really is all I can bring myself to say. What? We're not making an Olivia, uh, an Olivia Newton-John video from the 80s, Bavon. Don't be hating just because you ain't got no style, Halia. And who's Olivia Newton-John? I laugh. Hoes, Wavon. You're going to work out in pantyhose? Halia, these thighs need hoes. I can't get shaking and swaying without hoes on. I'm liable to take out a few skinny bitches. Besides, I got to look good. There may be some handsome brothers in the class. I seriously doubt any men in the Latin exercise class are going to be interested in buying what you're selling, Wavon. I look up her up and down one more time. No matter. Let's go. We step out the front door just as mom is coming in. Where are the two of you going like that? Halia, you've got to make more of an effort if you expect to land a man. And Wavon, why are you dressed like you're performing at a burlesque club? She looks, at both, she looks both of us up and down. One of you isn't trying at all, and the other one looks like she's ready to give it away at the highest bidder. We're going to Zumba class, Aunt Celia. We're going to get our exercise on. Mama laughs. No, really? Where are you going? We're going to Zumba class, Mama. Marcus's sister, Jacqueline, always asking us to try out the classes. We decided to take her up on it. You've left the restaurant in the middle of the day to take an exercise class. I don't buy it, Halia. What are you two up to? Nothing. We just want to try it out. You're not sticking to your nose. You're, you're not sticking your nose where it doesn't belong, are you? I don't want them pulling your body out of Wellington Lake. Of course not, I lie, as I can see Mama's expression that she knows it. We've got to go, or we're going to miss it. I'm serious, Halia. You two be careful. For all you know, Jacqueline is the one who killed Marcus. Marcus. Don't be silly, Mama, I say, even though she may be very well right. It takes Vaughn and me about 15 minutes to trek across town and to get to the gym. I don't remember the last time I was in a health club, and I'm uneasy walking through the front door. The place is vast and busy in a busy beehive of activity. I see people on treadmills and ellipticals, trainers, and working out on the machines that I wouldn't even begin to know how to use. It's even, it's even a younger crowd of mostly African Americans, but there are a few white, Asians, and Latino milling about as well. Can I help you? Ask a cute young girl behind the counter. Yes. We'd like, I'm about to ask, buying a couple day passes when Vaughn intervenes. We're thinking of joining this gym. Do you know we've, do you know we've heard good things about it? Great, young lady says. I'd be happy to give you a tour. That'd be great. We want to join mostly for the Zumba classes. We saw online that you have, you have one starting in a few minutes. You think we could try out the class for free and get a tour at the, at, at, after all that jazz after class? The girl looks at LaVon if she's got her number, but doesn't have the energy to argue with her. Go ahead. The studio's downstairs. I just saved you $30. Those day passes were 15 bucks a piece. Wavon says, and you know I like to get, you know I like to get me my commission on any savings for you. <laughs> I'll take it off your rent, I say. Oh, wait, you don't pay rent. Wavon <laughs> frowns at me, and we make our way to the big studio surrounded by mirrors on all three walls and enclosed with the glass four walls 
just to be sure everyone in the gym can see me making me a, a, a complete fool out of myself in this exercise class. We see Jacqueline talking to someone as we approach. It's all about discipline, Jacqueline says to a slightly overweight middle-aged woman. You have to learn how to say no and make the right choices. Is it going to be a hamburger and a milkshake or a healthy salad and a cold glass of lemon water? You make it sound so easy, the woman says. It's not that hard once you get the health regimen, once you get a health regimen and make it a way of life. You need to find healthy foods you like. I make a blueberry smoothie every morning, low-fat Greek yogurt, and it's lovely. I enjoy salads and fresh vegetables. I can't remember the last time I ate anything fried. If you, if you go to my website, you'll see some healthy recipes. I make them all the time, and they help me stay fit. I wish I had your discipline. Don't we all? I say cutting into the conversation. I want to get, work, I want to get a word in with Jacqueline before she uh, starts the class. Halia, Jacqueline says with a smile. How are you? And I see And I see you brought with Vaughn. So good to see you both. The woman, the woman and Jacqueline was speaking to smi- The woman Jacqueline was speaking to smiles at both of us, then looks back at Jacqueline. Thanks for the tips, Jacqueline. I'll check out your website. Please do. It's it has all sorts of res- resources for a healthy living. The woman, the woman smiles and walks off to find a place in the growing crowd in the studio. So you two finally decided to attend one of my classes. I hope you like it. Well, I'm sure we will. Now, just to take it easy and don't push yourself too hard. You can take breaks at any time. Don't feel like you have to keep up with the regulars. If any movers are too strenuous or too complicated, just take a break and march in place, she says doing a quick marching demonstration. Damn, do we look that out of shape? I wonder to myself as I hear her talk to us if we haven't worked out a day in our lives and might drop dead from stress a couple of jumping jacks. I guess I'll be upset if if we weren't pretty close to the truth. Jacqueline looked up at the clock. It's time to get started. Well, Vaughn and I find a spot in the crowd as Jacqueline slips a microphone on a press on and presses some buttons on a console attached to the wall. Some high-energy Latin music begins to blare through both speakers while Jacqueline gets into position in front of the room. She faces a mirror rather than us, which I guess is supposed to make it easier for us to follow her moves. Single, single, double, she yells as she says as she waves her hands to the left and to the right. One, two, three, clap, she swirls her hips three times and she claps. Well, this isn't so bad. Single, single, double, she says again. But this time, she's lifting her legs and swinging her arms between them. Two bends to the left. Two bends. Now she's doing knee bends, shimming to the left. And doing two more knee bends. I figure it's not a great sign that I'm already starting to get winded. I look over at Wavon, and I can tell she's feeling it too. Elbows to belly buttons. Ladies and gentlemen, she's plunging her elbows towards her stomach while thrusting her hips forward. I try to follow, but I feel ridiculous while my stamina continues to wane. We barely get another 10 minutes in the class before I resort to marching in place. Lord Jesus, I hear Yvonne say as she continues to try to keep up, but she eventually joins in with my marching. 
What's the saying about the horn church? Wavon says to me when she managed to get a breath. Even the low-key marching is doing a number on us. I'm sweating like one too, Wavon says. We managed to make it through the rest of the class, but rather than taking occasional marching breaks from Jacqueline's Zumba instruction, we take occasional breaks from marching and try to keep up with the class for a few minutes at a time. I honestly thought that given the fact that I moved around all day at a restaurant, I wouldn't have found this class so taxing, but boy, was I wrong. By the time Jacqueline takes us through some closing stretches and turns off the music, I think I've lost a pound of water, and, a, and poor Wavon is a mess of sweat and smeared makeup. <laughs> you got some scissors? Wavon asked. No, why? Because I want to chop the crotch out of this leotard and take these holes off right now. <laughs> I told you not to wear holes. Now, come on. Let's go try Let's go try to get a few words in with Jacqueline. Well, Vaughn and I take some deep breaths as we approach the front of the room. Thank you, Jacqueline. That was quite a workout. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I hope you'll come back. You'll build more, more muscle and stamina each time. I'm sure I will, We say I say trying to shift gears. Are you doing okay? I know it's been a rough time for you. I'm hanging in there working teaching my classes staying active that's the best thing for me right now do you say exercise is a great way to relieve stress can we buy some some at the juice bar thank you but i've got another class on the on the way here now i look around and see that some people from the first class never left on the new attendees and the new attendees are walking in you're doing this again? Wavon asks. Floor that, excuse me. You're doing this again? Wavon asks. Floor that anyone who has had the energy to teach two draining classes in a row. Yes. I would like to check on you. I say we, I say, I say I know. We don't know, we don't know each other that well, but Marcus helped me get sweet tea off the ground. And I'm sure he'd want to know someone was looking in, in on you. That's sweet, Halia. It's really not necessary. You will, be home af- will you be home after this evening? Later this evening? Yes. Why? I have an errand to run in the neighborhood. Maybe I could stop by and say hi. Jacqueline smiles. That would be fine, Halia. I should be home after five or so. Great. I've really got to get this class started. So if you'll excuse me. Of course, I say. And Wavon follows me as we exit the studio and climb the stairs to the main level. Hold up, Wavon says, grabbing my hand. Wait until she turn. Wait until she turns around, or we'll get back uh, stuck in that taking that damn tour. Now, she says, pulling me from, uh, pulling my, me by the hand as the girl turns towards a, a bin of towels and begins to fold them. If she turns around, don't look at her. If she says anything, just keep walking. As I do, I, I do as I'm told, as we slink past a younger woman without a word. Thank you, Andrea. That was really nice. Um, so I think that's kind of all for our presentations. Does anybody have any questions or anything? And again, I apologize for being late, and maybe some cupcakes will make up for that a little bit. But um, yes, ma'am. Well, I had a chance to read the book. I, mm-hmm. I Talking to the policeman, 
and he says he has a suspect in mind, and he thinks, you know, because they found someone been using a credit card, mm -hmm. and um, when Levon, I just couldn't believe that about a six hundred dollar Coach bag <laughs> go in the trash. But I thought that was interesting. I really like the book. Well, thank you. Thank and I'm, I'm dying to try the um, banana. Yeah, please do. It's a little labor intensive because you're kind of doing the base and then the banana pudding and then the meringue. But yeah, um, yeah, all those recipes I actually worked on myself. And I actually ended up putting a deep fryer out on my back patio because my house was smelling like fried chicken because I was trying so many different fried chicken recipes. But thank you. Appreciate that. Is that what you saw, fried chicken? Anything else? I'm sorry? Anything else was, was, was any other um, I don't remember. There's like a corn casserole in the um in the book also that my mom's been making for years. It's with corn and cheese and um kind of whipped all up and baked. It's really nice. And a cornbread is in there too. Oh, that's good. I like cornbread. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Although under my real under my names under Patrick Sanchez, I had four books that my agent um submitted to um ICM, which is I think International Creative Management. And they pretty much manage all of Hollywood. Um, in my last four books, they just politely declined. But for this one, they didn't agree to take it on and, and try to, to see if they can do anything with it. I have, nothing's happened yet, but at least there's some potential this time, as opposed to... <laughs> we shall see. Keep your fingers crossed for me. <laughs> Yeah, Murder with Macaroni and Cheese will be out okay. next year. Yeah, and I'm about halfway through that draft, and I'm running way behind, and my editor's not happy. But, um, yeah, it should be for next summer, so about a year from now. And the cover's already done and up on Amazon. So. Yeah. So, anyone interested in writing a murder Um, I think the old Stephen King thing of read a lot, write a lot. Um, you know, if you're looking to write a murder mystery, read a lot of them. Um, but don't wait for inspiration. Just sit down and start writing. If you had, you know, if you went to lunch, you know, with someone, start writing about, you know, you and your friend are at lunch, what you discuss, see if it takes you anywhere. Because um, I found everything, the, my best ideas, like I have an outline for all my books, but they always stray because the best ideas come as you're, as you're working on it. Um, and if I sat and waited for inspiration, I would never, never get anything done. And also, a lot of it doesn't feel good when I'm writing it. I think this isn't very good. And then when I go back and read, I'm like, oh, it's not bad. <laughs> it means a little work, but it's better than I thought it was. So. How many books have you written? Um, I have four under Patrick Sanchez, and this is my first one under A.L. Herbert. So five. Are you making any profit? I'm making, I mean, yeah, not much. I mean, I still have to have a real job, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I make a, you know, I make a little bit, but it's it's more pocket money. Um, it's really rare for authors to not to make it, you know. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> please tell people I'll make some more money. <laughs> but um, yeah, because you make, um, if anyone, you know, for that size book, you make about a dollar a book. Um, yeah, and you sell. I mean, right now it's sold maybe about two, three thousand copies. So it's a nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even sure what the e-books. It's not, it's not that much. It's less. I know. It's because they sell them for less. So. No, because when you self-publish, it's so hard to get your books in a bookstore. Um, at least if you have a publisher, you stand a fighting chance. But when you're self-published, it's hard to, for bookstores. <laughs> often, often won't take. Um, 
Um, really, I don't have because it's not really a high cost thing. For that, it doesn't really cost me much money to write a book. Um, I mean, I probably spent about a thousand bucks on promotion, and right now I've maybe made three thousand. So but now I may be profiting about two thousand, which is nice. But well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and there's I mean, like I say, there's a little chance because you know the. Um, the books to write people at ICM in Hollywood have at least agreed to try to do something with it and see if they can find a home for it. But, um, you know, it's everything in Hollywood apparently is really crazy. Yeah, yeah, I tried to make it that way. So um, we shall see. Um, we'll see. Please do. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry? Yeah, there's a second one in this series coming out called Murder with Macaroni and Cheese. So it'll be out in about a year. So, I'm sorry. I, I did think it was interesting. Uh, I was expecting a full-size black yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, so, did you switch your, um, is this your regular genre that you write in? Um, I had written more like what they called chiclet-type books that were not really romance, but sort of like comedies. I don't know if you ever saw like Bridget Jones, The Devil Wears Prada. Sort of like that. So it's not, you know, like, um, what is it, like Harlequin Romance. It's a little more, there's more comedy in them. And, um, and I've written four of those. Um, this, this one had a real feel to it as Andrea was reading. brought real life. Yeah, that's why I wanted, because as you can see, I'm not good at this. I wanted somebody <laughs> that was good at this. Um, but yeah, thank you. And I did, I did a um, TV show in Richmond, and um, yeah, they were not expecting me to look like me. And that's sort of why I did the sort of gender-neutral you know, Ale Herbert, you don't know if it's a man or a woman. You know, so people don't have any preconceived notions when they pick it up, and they can, you know, just read it and enjoy it, hopefully. Have you seen it to any of the big-time, like, African-American Um, I, my publisher is supposed to do that. Um, and so far, I've gotten, you know, some reviews in, like, the standard Publishers Weekly and Romantic Times, but nothing from any of the big, um, like, African-American magazines or anything. Essence? Yeah. I will do that. Thank you. Yeah, even getting local press is tough because you know, I've tried the Washington Post and um, some of the local Prince George's and Charles County papers, and it's tough to get press because everybody's trying to get press. Um, Uh, I think Sylvia's in New York. If anyone's ever been to um, Sylvia's in New York. Um, And um, a little bit, there's a place called Eatonville in D.C. and another place called Georgia Browns. And I hear there's a place called Miss Shirley's around here somewhere, which I've never been to, but it sounds wonderful. So I'll have to check it out sometime. Oh, Miss Shirley's does? Oh, okay. Yes, it's only open for, like, for breakfast and lunch, I think, isn't it? Or, yeah. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> it looks really good. I mean, it sounds really good. But. Well, thank you guys so much. If I can sign any books, and please help yourself to some treats in the back. And.